Faith, love, truth, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life, arming you with the truth and the mindset to lead courageously in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead Have you ever thought that you just needed to do something? Have you ever been walking out in the world and you had an idea? Hey, I should do this. Or hey, I should uh, I should go put that shopping cart away. Somebody left it there. I should just go put it away for them. Or hey, you know, so-and-so... That, that that person over there dropped something. I should go help them pick it up. Or, oh, that's not right. I should say something. Maybe you were driving and someone's on the side of the road and needs some help. And you're like, ah, I should pull over and give them a hand. Maybe you see someone do something really cool, and you're like, man, that was really cool. I should tell them good job or say something to encourage them or thank them. You know, when you're younger, maybe you remember the days of, oh, man, I really should ask that girl out if you're a guy, right? Man, I really should ask them out, but, oh, I'm nervous. How many times has this stuff happened to you as it has to me in the past where you feel an internal pull to do something, to act? You have an instinct of, man, that's a great idea. But then you pause and you reflect and you go, ah, but what are other people going to say? Maybe it's not a great idea. What if blah, blah, blah. One thing I've really started believing a lot is that the Holy Spirit prompts us. The Holy Spirit gives us prompts. And we can either choose to listen to some of those or reject some of those. I'll give you an example of my life recently. I had uh, some work done on my vehicle. I had an individual come pick me up from my house to go back to the shop and pay and, um, you know, bring my vehicle home. Individual, uh, that picked me up. I don't know why, maybe this happens to you too, but it seems many, many people feel comfortable sharing very private stuff with me, you know, maybe stuff that typically you wouldn't just share with a total stranger that you literally just met. Like, literally just met within the last minute or two. <laughs> it's like, how did, how did this even come up? You know, I think of the Bible verse a lot. Um, you know, um, sometimes you have entertained angels unawares. 
you're not familiar with that verse, look it up. But um, so I get in the car, in the truck with this guy. I had my daughter with me. Wife's out of town. So I'm single dad and it almost forgot about my truck. So I look, you know, I was on the phone with my wife and I looked up at the clock and was like, oh crap, I forgot about my truck. I'm not going to have a vehicle. So I call these guys. I'm like, hey, you still got my truck? And uh, they're like, yeah, we'll come pick you up. I'm like, okay. So they come pick me up. And, uh, you know, first this guy's like turning the wrong direction on the street. And I'm like, where's this guy going? And apparently he had the wrong address. Um, so I hop in, put my daughter in. He goes instantly into telling me about how uh, he struggled with anxiety his whole life since he was like 13. Starts telling me about how that caused him to drop out and fail out of high school and, you know, it's just still debilitating for him. Anytime he has to travel anywhere, um, he gets terrible anxiety. So, he, you know, he doesn't go anywhere. He really doesn't do anything. He works seven days a week, seven days a week. Now, some of you probably, probably do that as well. I do in various ways, right? But not necessarily going to a job, working, you know, 90 whatever hour days, 90 hour weeks. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know how many hours that is. But um, yeah, I was just like, man, I can't imagine seven days straight. And so he's telling me about his anxiety. And I, you know, I know people close to me that have struggled with anxiety and overcome a lot of it and still deal with it from time to time. I personally have had one anxiety attack in my entire life, panic attack, maybe call it. Um, when I was in my college uh, uh, days and I had an internship, I remember standing talking to the gentleman that was kind of my direct line leader for that summer. I would travel with him up to Oklahoma city three days a week. And uh, we were standing talking to our um, other boss up there. Cause we, you know, we were like contractors for this other guy at this company. And um, I just instantly felt my heart racing and uh, you know, the, the world started closing in and you know, I, I didn't know if I was having a heart attack or I was going to die or, you know, it was just this crazy thing. I'd never, never had anything like that happen before. And I literally, in the middle of the conversation, just said, excuse me. And I, I just walked out and got water and um, I can't even remember how long it lasted, but it was bizarre. But um, anyway, when I describe that to people who have anxiety or have panic attacks, they're like, yeah, that's a panic attack. You definitely had a panic attack. Um, But that's the only time. And I still don't know why that happened. Uh, you know, it wasn't even an intense situation or anything. Um. Very strange, but, you know, when I hear about people with anxiety, I can't help but be reminded of what the Bible says about the Spirit of God and how God does not give us a spirit of fear, but one of power, of hope, and of a sound mind. And so one of the things... I told this this guy, and, and going back to prompting for a minute, you know, it would have been really easy for me 
to just listen to this gentleman and say, oh yeah, you know, I've struggled with anxiety too, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, thanks for bringing me my truck, blah, blah, blah. But I felt the pull. I felt a, a calling to share some of God's promises with this individual. And I just asked him, are you a man of faith? He said, yeah. I said, you know, my, my, I've got some people close to me that have struggled with anxiety. You know, I told them a little bit about that and, and I told them about me and, and my experience that I just told you and I, and I just told him, you know, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of hope, and of a sound mind. And uh, so just be careful not to speak curses over yourself saying, oh, I struggle with anxiety. I've struggled with anxiety my, my whole life. I have anxiety. I this, I, you know, and say and speak the promises of God instead. I'm an adopted son of the king and I have a spirit of power, hope, and a sound mind. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. And um, he's like, yeah, you know, I remember actually uh, saying that verse, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and that that really helped me. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. We had a little Bible study, you know, just off the top of our heads, you know, not necessarily a pulling out scripture and reading chunks, but just going back and forth about scriptures for, I mean, literally five minutes. Right. And, um, you know, he just thanked me and before he got out of the car, you know, I felt the call again. <laughs> I, I, you know, I had someone do this to me in, in HEB the other day. If you're not from Texas, you won't know what HEB is probably, but it's just a grocery store. And, uh, some guy stopped me and asked me if he could pray for me, you know, and I'm like, sure, why not? I'll take a prayer. And, um, that's always been kind of strange to me. I don't know why, you know, I'm, I'm a lifelong Christian. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's fear of criticism of other people, I guess, being weird in the grocery store. <laughs> like who knows? But, um, yeah, I was like, heck yeah, pray for me. Let's go. And, you know, I wouldn't have done that three years ago probably, or five years ago. And, uh, you know, then it gave me an opportunity to witness to these guys because, you know, it sounds like they had, uh, you know, have some false teaching they're they're dealing with. Um, you know, maybe right on about a lot of things, but um, definitely dealing with some false teaching. So had an opportunity to put a, you know, plant a seed, plant a good seed. But it wouldn't have come if I hadn't been willing to answer that internal pull. If I, you know, it's, it's easy. The easy route is to shut down and to reject the seemingly worldly easy route. But when you truly operate in an environment of faith, you start to listen to that pull and you start to, you know, I think of uh, Jim Carrey and the yes, man, you don't say yes to everything, right? You think you discern, um, but you start to say, look, God's put me here for a reason in this time for his purpose. Put people on my path. Think of the good Samaritan, right? Walking on the path. There's a man in need. 
Are you going to be the one that takes action? Or are you going to be the one that walks over them or walks on the other side, right? And so I stopped with, with this gentleman that picked me up and, and uh, I just said, hey, man, before you get out of the car, I'm going to pray for you. And I, I just I said a little prayer for him. And I spoke God's word over him. And I spoke life into him. And you can see his eyes just swell up. And he gets out of the truck and he's like, man, thank you. I'm going to tell my mom about you, is what he said. And, uh, and I went inside and paid. But I would like, I've never done anything like that really before. And it's, it's haunting me a little bit as a mid thirties guy, Christian. I've done stuff like that, but you know, how many opportunities did I have to really change someone's life that I rejected? And again, this isn't a guilt trip on me or you or, or whatever, but I was almost hesitant to share this story with you because you probably think I'm like humble bragging or some crap, but what I wanted you to know is there's opportunities to change the world where you are every day. And that's what really Go Lead Everything in this podcast is all about. It's you right where you are can change the world. And it starts with you and your family and the example you set and who you are in day to day and how you talk to the guy that picks you up from the car shop and how you speak with the guys waiting in line at the car shop and, and how you interact with the lady behind that's ringing up your groceries at HEB. The world you, you know, if you're doing the work on yourself, the work and, and, staying in God's word and repenting and turning from your sin, the world around you can feel those vibes for lack of a better way, way to say it. The world around you feels it. They know it. They hear it. They sense it. They know you're different. They don't maybe know what it is. And God's called us to be in the world and not of the world. So go boldly be in the word Speak the word, speak life over people, be in the world, not of the world. People will notice. Hearts will be converted because they hear and see your good works that glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Y'all have a great day today. Share the show out with somebody who needs to hear it and go lead everything. <laughs>